Sports Talk. Back with another episode. Haven't talked sports in a minute. There's been a lot going on in politics lately. We had to take a step back from sports, but we're back with it. We're back with another episode talking sports. My here with Monty J. J. Noons. What's up, guys? What's up, Man, dang, you guys sound all dry, disappointed from the Super Bowl, or what? Little bit, not gonna lie. Man, you guys must all be going for the Chiefs. Hell no, man. Tom Brady, that Bay Area kid. That is true, Bay Area oh, man, kid. I just want to see a better game. Yeah, I think everybody wanted to see a better game. 31 9 blowout in Tampa Bay. Obviously, that sparked a lot of, you know, conversation. One of the conversations on Twitter, GOAT Talk, of course. Tom Brady wins his seventh ring. We're gonna congratulate the Bucks. We're going to blame the refs. Let's get this out the way now, man. What are we going to do? Man, I'm tired of the blaming the refs thing for Tom Brady, man. He won seven championships with or without the refs. Kobe won a couple championships with the refs. We're not mad at him. I'll say this, though. I think this is interesting. The first female to ref a Super Bowl game, child, is named after Tom Brady. Just, I thought that's very, very interesting. Uh-oh, here are the theories. Are you serious right now, bro? I'm going to look this up right now. Man, you do your homework, man. I did my homework on it, man. I think that's a bit funny theory. I know him. I named my son after LeBron, and I so happened to be officiating the finals game that LeBron was playing in. You already know the vibes. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So her son is named Tom Brady? I'm not sure if his name is Tom Brady, but it is known that she actually named her kid after Tom Brady. Okay, okay. We still want to salute her first woman to ref in the Super Bowl. Let's not take anything away from her. You know, that is a very, very interesting. I mean, there was a lot of suspect calls. I'm just going to say that holding penalty when uh, the Honey Badger intercepted the ball, that took away momentum. And then you had the offsides on the field goal. Then you had the P.I. on the Honey Badger. But it was a lot of suspect calls. I mean, I'm just saying, every time Tom Brady's involved in a game, we got spy gate. We got the flake gate. We got the penalties. Still no touch. They still didn't give up a touchdown. It don't matter. You can't win a football game. And the same thing with the flake gate. You can't win a football game if you don't get in the end zone. You can blame the refs all you want, but she's the wheeze, man. Get in the end zone. Blame yourself. We know uh, Noons is on the Tom Brady fan band. <laughs> i just joking. But you know, we're not here to talk about the Super Bowl. Congratulations to the Bucks for winning the Super Bowl for the first time since 2002, I believe it is. Tom Brady wins his seventh ring. He went to his 10th Super Bowl. So that sparked a GOAT conversation. Twitter just blew up. Is it Brady? Is it Jordan? Is it LeBron? Is it Serena Williams? I'm going to pose a question to you guys. You guys talk to me. I need facts and evidence to back it up. Just don't say it's Michael Jordan, blah, blah, blah. I need to know why Michael Jordan is the GOAT. I need to know why LeBron is the GOAT. I want to know why Serena, Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, whoever it may be, Floyd Mayweather. Who is y'all GOAT? Who is the GOAT? Oh, go ahead. We need to get clear metrics on how the measurements go. I already feel like it's a little funny to compare Apple to oranges, to compare NFL to NBA, boxing, tennis. I personally feel like that's already doing all sports a disservice on the guys. Why? Because you think it's a different type of sport? Um, different type yeah, of. Everything requires different type of things, different type of personality, a different type of athletic ability. As we see with Jordan, 
just because you have the ability to dominate one sport doesn't mean it translates well over to another sport. As we see with, uh, Sanders. Nate Robinson. Robinson. <laughs> Nate Robinson. <laughs> Who was a really well, tough I'm, guy I'm, on the I'm court, though? He was a really tough guy on the court. I'm not gonna. Hey, that brawl against the Denver Nuggets. I mean, he was in people's faces. Just to you know, just throw that out there. <laughs> really want to know what are you guys' metric for the goat talk? How are we going to try to sum up our metrics? And there's a lot of different ways you can look at it. Championships, obviously, a big time thing. I like global popularity because i mean the world is a bigger place i mean we didn't even mention one soccer player i mean that's the world's biggest sport i mean pele messi ronaldo i mean hey if jay Jay mentioned messi i'm logging off i'm gonna let you know that right now (laughs) hey i'm just saying like you can talk about global recognition that's a huge thing i mean selling the, the amount of money they bring in the amount of fans they bring in the people they inspire to bring on i mean there's lots of different things uh, you can look at, but I think most people, the first thing they do is look at championships, is it not? Yeah. Championships is a part of it, sure. No, I definitely think championships is a big thing about it, but just that legacy. Are you known worldwide? I mean, how many people buying your jersey? Can you do other things outside of sports? I mean, whether it's politics, whether it's selling, whether it's marketing, there's a lot of different things when it comes to the GOAT conversation, but... I think that's more about legacy when you mention things outside of their actual sport, in my opinion. So I think when you mention gold, it's like what they did in their sport. When you mention legacy, I think that's when you want to input the other factors that could improve or could influence their fame around, you know, the country, around the world. Yeah, so I mean, I'm interested to hear what you guys used for your metrics and how you came about who you decided to choose. So let's get it going. Who's going to start it off? Question. I will tell you my metric is longevity. It's popularity within the sport, popularity outside the sport. Obviously, how many times have you reached the pinnacle, the peak of whatever sport you're playing? How long were you at the top or one of the top players within your chosen sport? How well do you impact and influence the generation up under you? And how far does that influence still go on today? You know, we talk about athletes like Muhammad Ali. Impact outside of the ring still carries today, just as much as his impact inside the ring still carries today. I don't know if we can say the same thing about other great boxers. They may have been great boxers, but they just necessarily didn't have the ability to galvanize that star power outside of their profession, which made it, obviously, which makes Ali stick out a little bit more. So that's kind of my metric of how I was making a, a list. It's just a combination of all of, of all of those things. But to be considered a GOAT, you do have to have at least one championship. Yeah, okay, okay. That's good to know. We're going to get into that a little bit later. We're going to get into that a little bit later. That championship attribute is a key factor. Um, we're going to talk about that later. But let's get into the GOAT conversation. Let's start with Jay. Who's your GOAT? So before I get into that, the metric that I use for deciding who I had as Michael, and I tried to get a little bit creative because, like you said earlier, I could have just been a cop and I said Jordan or, you know, maybe Muhammad Ali. Those were, those were the names that, you know, it's the easy way to go. But um, I want to get creative. So the first metric that I used was who had the highest peak as an athlete. So kind of like 
when they're at the top of their game and you know when they're in their prime middle of their prime who was the most dominant for in my opinion like when you knew that when they were on top of their game their opponents the teammates knew that it was it was a rat like no matter what you could do no game plan you know other player could stop them so that's how i looked at it and also like Lamont said too winning you know, it's easy for players to put up their individual stats. I mean, you see, like, in basketball, dudes be scoring 30, 40, 50 points a game. They can make themselves better. Well, for me, what separates, if you want to be mentioned in the GOAT conversation, is if you can make your teammates better to and elevate them in order to win that championship or championships. So I took that into consideration. So with all that being said, I'm going to start things off in a controversial way. I know Mitch is going to get at me, so I don't know. You said it earlier, bro. You want to log off right now, or do you want to wait till we get back at it? Because you know who I'm going to pick as my goal. And then you know who it is, bro. You want to you say it for me? Or- we know it's messy. You're such a homer, man. <laughs> it's so easy. How is that being a homer, bro? All right, so let me break it down to you. So I was looking at some stats earlier, right, because I knew I, I knew I was going to get this reaction from you, bro. But I could have been like you. I'm pretty sure you're going to say someone like Jordan or Kobe or Serena. I, I, I'm not going to give my code. I'm not giving my code. I'm, I'm posing a question. I'm posing a question. Okay. All right. But check out these stats. And then I know someone else. I forgot either it was Lamont or Nunes. Uh, he mentioned longevity. So Lionel Messi is currently in his 17th season as a professional footballer. So he has 722 total goals with club Barcelona and with Argentina and he has 303 assists 303 assists as a forward that's unheard of and then you know when we compare Messi you know I mean every great athlete or every great player you want to say he's the best he has a counterpart to be compared to and we all know who that is in this era which is Ronaldo so when we compare the Ronaldo to Messi People kind of overlook the fact that Ronaldo has two seasons on him. He's two years older and he's played two seasons. But yet, still, he only chose Ronaldo by 41 goals. So that's 763 to 722. But he's killing him in assists and goals per game, which is a 0.8 to 0.73. So those are a little bit of stats for you. But another reason why I think he's the GOAT, when we saw Messi at his peak, which you could pick a couple years. I mean, I'm a big-time Barcelona fan, like Mitsu said. So I've been following him since 2005, 2006. So I had the privilege of watching Messi through his whole career so far. So for me, when he hit his peak around 2011, 2012, he was one of the, I think he was the first ever soccer player to score over 100 goals in a calendar year. So that's from January 1st to December 31st. That's the first one. And just when he was on top of that season for that 2012 season, he was about 25 years old, and he already had three Champions League under his belt. About I remember, I think it was five domestic titles, which is the league, and um, uh, some other random titles as well. But when this dude was unstoppable, you could tell on the field he didn't really. There was never a system you could throw with them or throw at him to stop him. But he was everywhere. And then the great thing about his game too, which made it so easy to coach him, you could put him at different positions in the field. He was kind of at times you would see him as a number nine, which was a fake striker. Um, you could put him out as a wing, left wing, right wing. Um, you can put him as a cam, which is uh, the midfielder that plays behind the striker and sets up his own players. So he could do a little bit of everything. And I think at this point, I mean, you know, the drama that he's had over the year or two with this team, 
we're kind of taking them for granted at this point. And then I know we're going to get into this in a little bit when it comes to longevity. You know, we mentioned that Tom Brady's 43 years old and he's winning a Super Bowl. The things that LeBron's doing, which I'm pretty sure someone's going to mention him as a quote as well, like he is every day on ESPN. Um, at 36 years old, and you see the stuff that he's doing, Messi's already is about to turn 34 this year. And at, at the level that he's playing right now, for a soccer player at that age, him and Ronaldo, that's unprecedented. Even Pele, by the time he was around 31, 32, you could see it was towards the end of his career. The same thing for Maradona. They were still good players, but they weren't playing near the level that Messi and Ronaldo are playing at right now. So that's you got to kind of take that to consideration. And he's still not done yet. Like I said, he turns 34 this year, and he's still looking good. He hasn't really missed a step. Uh, we all know Barcelona's struggling this year. They're like fifth in the league as we speak. But it's not because of him, because he's at the 19 games he's played, he still has 13 goals and two assists. So, I mean, he's still producing at a high level, which is crazy. Because, like I said, soccer players, unlike American football players and basketball players, they don't age well. We've seen it with other superstars in the past, Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, like I mentioned right now, Pele and Maradona. By the time they hit around the 30 mark, they're on the downside of their career. So that's some of the things that I took into consideration when it came to naming Michael. I mean, I could have easily gone with Jordan or, you know, someone else, but I didn't really see Jordan play on a day-to-day basis. So I didn't want to, you know, I didn't feel, not that I wasn't comfortable, but you know, I didn't feel right for me picking him, even though you could make that argument easy. But just that when I seen athletes, whether it's Kobe, Messi, or any LeBron and all that, I haven't seen a player like Messi um, dominate the way he has. So that's one of the reasons why. Um, I had him as my goal, not because I'm a biased Barcelona fan, but just because when I did see him on a, a year-to-year basis, the things he did on during the games, on the way he dominated, and then you could look up, you know, famous uh, quotes from opponents and how good he was, and they would even tell you. And I think even um, I saw a quote the other day too of uh, Ander Herrera, who's a PSG midfielder, because you know they're gonna play PSG next week for the Champions League game. And um, they asked him, they're like, hey, Barcelona's down right now, you know, like, are you guys considered the favorites? Because you guys have been clicking with Neymar and Mbappe and all those guys. And um, Barcelona's been struggling this year. It's not the same Barcelona that we're used to seeing. And then he even said to himself, he's like, hey, as long as they have number 10 on the field, it's always going to be a 50-50 chance for them. So that just gives you an idea of how opponents look at Messi, even though, you know, at the age of 33 right now, you know, the, the respect and fear is still there, man. Every time you play Barcelona, you can't take them for granted. It's, they always have a chance to win because of that guy. So that's the main reason why I had Messi as my goal. Kobe was a close second. I think for me, they're up there. But um, I've had it. It's, it's so your, it's so goals? interesting that all your goals belong to your favorite teams. Like and, and, and <laughs> Jordan or LeBron or even Serena, whoever. I'm not gonna disagree with that, bro. Like that's a very valid point. But I just think that's the easy way out. Like anyone, like of course someone's gonna say Jordan or LeBron or even Tom Brady because of what just happened the other day. That's what the thing I took into account the most was. Like, I never seen an athlete dominate like he did. And like I said, I never saw Jordan play in his prime from a day-to-day basis. And I was still too young. But when Messi was at the peak of his game, it was a beautiful thing to watch. And it was scary, dude. Like, 
just from the highlights that you'll see, that doesn't justify what he's done throughout his whole career. But yeah, I wanted to throw a curveball at you guys. I knew Mitsu saw it coming, but I'm just speaking facts, bro. That's I, I just know you, man. I just know you. As a host, I'm only here to, you know, provide. I'm not here to deny, you know, say nobody's not the goal. The person you pick is not the goal. It's just at the height of his career, you think Messi was better than everybody else in every other sport at the height of his career. Yeah, but I didn't mm-hmm. see, like I said, for me personally, he's Michael because I never saw Jordan dominate during his peak, you know? Like mm-hmm. I said, I saw LeBron, I saw Kobe, I saw Tom Brady, and we'll get into that in a little bit when we kind of go back and forth about it, but I've never seen a player, like you said, dominate, and like i never seen a guy take over a game. And remember, you got to take into account that there's 11 players on each side of the field for each team. So it's not like a five-on-five game like in the NBA where it's easier to take over a game and it's harder for a team to kind of game make a game plan or, or you know scheme against you. In soccer, it's different, which most people don't really understand. But um, just the way he was able to just take over games and sometimes you could tell like on TV, people didn't have answers from. Like we saw from time to time in the Champions League back in 2012, he scored five goals in a group league match. I mean, against Bayern Leverkusen, I mean... When was the last time you saw a soccer player do that? Yeah. Four goals in one half? Or, you know, the infamous hat-trick at the Bernabeu against Real Madrid? I mean, he has so many moments and so many games where you can say, like, that was the game that kind of defines his legacy. There's so many you could choose from, so... That's what I'm trying to yeah. say. Yeah, no, no, there's definitely no denying Messi. Like you said, 899 games, 722 goals, 303 assists on those. At the height of his career, he probably is one of the best players in the world. Is he the GOAT? I mean, everybody's going to have their own opinions on that, right? Let's go on, man. Who's wait, next? Wait, wait, hold on, wait, hold on. Before we move past this, just because the devil needs an advocate, <laughs> I would like to say that it's arguable that Messi isn't even the GOAT within the soccer world. Let me just bring you up a few names that might ring a bell. Maybe they don't. They're going to go with Joseph Bacana, right? 185-plus goals in only 530 games. He's a little bit before our time and playing from 1931 to 56. But the guy that really rings a bell, at least to me, is Romario. Because he retired 06, 07. And he ended just 994 games. He injured with 772 goals. I think on most soccer enthusiasts' list, you have Lionel Messi in the top five, maybe the top two, but he fails to crack the top three. And various, you know, soccer enthusiasts-related articles and yeah. things like that. My only knock against Messi is he hasn't won on the biggest stage. Like when it comes to World Cups, when it comes to the Copa del Rey's, he done made three Copa del Rey's finals. Um, came up short. He even missed one of the. I think they went the penalty kicks, right? Extra time penalty kicks, and he missed the one that he took. That, In the Copa America. Yeah, Copa America. Yeah, if I remember that correctly. Yeah. I mean, that's the. That's he has two titles from Copa America. He has one World Cup, and he also have a FIFA Confederations Cup. Ninety-seven when he played in Saudi. Yeah. Um, so the guy definitely has his hardware. He's clearly looked at as to be one of the top soccer goats. And so the only reason why I will argue that is because I think it's arguable is the goat within his own sport. And whenever we could uh, pinpoint other athletes within your own sport that can also claim that title as goat within your own sport, I think naturally it becomes a question 
But I'm gonna leave it there. I do believe if Messi is able to conquer the World Cup, I do believe he could be considered the GOAT because he has dominated a sport where there's a lot of great athletes in it. I mean, going back to Lamont's point, you could kind of make that argument for every top guy at every sport just because it's kind of like a point of view thing. Like when people say Jordan's the GOAT, other people are going to say, no, it's LeBron or no, it's Bill Russell. So does that technically take out Jordan as the, as the GOAT? And the same thing in um, like boxing. Some people thought, okay, Muhammad Ali. Other thing is, other people say, oh, no, well, Sugar Ray Leonard. Or, oh, Mike Tyson would have beat Muhammad Ali if they would have fought at the same time. So, I mean, with that argument, you could kind of say that for everyone. Um, I don't know who you guys are going to say as your goal. But even Tom Brady, like some people still think, oh, well, Joe Montana had four rings. But, you know, he played in a harder era where, you know, you got hit and Tom Brady doesn't get touched. So when it comes to that argument, I mean, you could kind of say that for everyone in every sport. So that's what makes this conversation so tricky. And then it makes it fun, too, because everyone has their own opinion and all that. But, um. Like Pele, like I know with Messi, everyone's gonna bring up the whole. Well, he doesn't have any World Cups, but at the end of the day, he did get to one World Cup final, went in overtime or extra time, and he was setting up his guys to score goals. And you look back at that game, Gonzalo Guayin had a clear chance at a goal, and so did Di Maria. If those guys do their jobs and finish as the strikers that they are, Messi has a World Cup right now, and is. He has the World Cup trophy somewhere in his living room right now posted. That's the tricky thing about soccer. It's 11 on 11 at the end of the day. And you do, you are more reliant on your teammates from time to time, which makes it even so crazier how he was so dominant. I mean, 722 goals and 899 games and 303 assists. Like, those are crazy numbers. Those are, those are crazy numbers. I'm not even going to lie. More goals than Pele and Maradona, people are going to say, oh, well, Pele has over 1,200 goals. But, like, half of those are in friendlies. So you could put that with an asterisk. And then at the time, well, people don't talk about either. When Pele won his three World Cups back in 58, 62, and 70, there was only 16 teams in the World Cup, which is half of what there is today. So you can make a case that it was an easier road to get to the World Cup final. And those Brazil teams were super stacked. That's yeah, and we don't, you know, we don't take want to take anything away from the competition, but you know, the competition that Messi faces today is not even compared to the competition that Pele was facing. But Nooney's over there rubbing his hands together. He's been wanting to talk for a while. Let's get the Nooney, man. Let's get the noons. Listen, man. Listen. <laughs> My go first off is undisputed in their sport. Undisputed on a world scale. I mean, he's done it individually. He's done it on a team. He's done it literally with the world watching. My goat is Michael Phelps. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Michael Phelps, man, 23 gold medals. He has more gold medals than almost the whole world. He's tied for 39th for gold medals on the Olympic stage. He did it with a team. He did it individually, not to mention his – Three silvers, two bronzes, and he did it for 16 years. If you want to talk about longevity, that's a decent amount of time. I mean, he has the most world records of any athlete. It's unbelievable what he was able to do. I don't have to take as long as as Javier over here because it's really undisputed that he's the best one to touch the field or the pool or anything else there may be, right? And 
he plays a sport and does it on a level where you do compare it to other athletes that play other sports, which is hard to do with the other athletes that we we're talking about here, right? I mean, it's hard to compare a swimmer to a basketball player, to a fighter, to a soccer player. But in the one way they do that is on the Olympic stage. And everyone has a fair chance at a medal, and he's just better at it. And you want to talk about dominating the sport. When he came up to that line and you heard that beep, you knew he wasn't losing. That didn't catch me off guard. Michael Phelps was on my list. I had a list of, you know, goats on my own list, even though I'm not giving my goats. He was in my top three. He was in my top three. And he did the butterfly. He did freestyle. He did the medley. The dude is pretty relays. I mean, he always went last. It wasn't no question who was going to be, you know, the last person to jump in the pool is going to be Michael Phelps because he could make up time. They were behind. Uh, He dominated Athens in 2004, Beijing, London, Rio. That is a very hard one. That's a hard You can't even argue. You can't argue. You you honestly don't even have to make an argument when you say his name. Like, he's the best athlete on a global level. Like, he's known... I say his name and everyone knows who I'm talking about. I mean, obviously it's different than like you're talking about like LeBron James who's going to have jersey sales. You don't sell Speedos with uh, Michael Phelps' name on it. But if they did, I'm sure it would sell. I definitely think so. And he's only 35 years old. So if they did have, you know, the Olympics uh, last year, like they planned on it, he probably would have participated in those Olympics as well. I'm I'm not sure he's fully retired yet. I haven't heard any uh, major announcements on that. Let's hear it, Javi. Bro, all right, this was for Mitsu. So how are you going to knock my messy argument and say that the competition wasn't the same compared to others, but then Michael Phelps, you just talk about how dominant he is, name like five other swimmers that he went up against that were his rival. Like He doesn't have a rival because he was just better than everybody. Yeah, most of the people that uh, he rivals on his actual national team, the U.S. swimmers. And he only rivals against other athletes that play other sports, and that's why you can make that argument. I guess, man. I'm talking about the competition pool. That's the pool. Nice. No pun intended. According to some of the uh, articles, Hungary's, South Africa's Chad Lee Close, I'm probably ruining their name right now. These are some of the rivals, they say, but do we even know who those people are? Exactly. When would you have the chance to know who they are? Exactly. The fact that Michael Phelps was above them every single time. The only reason that you tuned in to watch swimming was to watch Michael Phelps. When yeah. I tune in to watch another sport, I'm tuned in to watch everybody else. I don't like obviously like I'm gonna watch Michael Jordan if he was playing, or I was gonna watch Kobe if he was playing, but I'm not tuning in just to watch Kobe. I'm tuning in even if he wasn't there. Yeah. I'm only yeah. watching swimming because Michael Phelps is there. I'll probably never watch it again just because of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say – I'm going to say I was a casual to swimming until Michael Phelps, you know. But every time, you know, Michael Phelps was taking, you know, that jump in a pool, we definitely was tuned in every Olympics. Um, I know Boise has a pretty good women's swimming team, and that, you know, that got me into swimming. But I can say it was truly Michael Phelps that made me a fan of swimming. And I think the only person that really tried to rival him was Ryan Lockett, his only teammate. That's it. That's all I ever heard. Isn't that the dude that like got held up at like at a Brazilian gas station or something? He got robbed. Allegedly, allegedly got <laughs> allegedly got held up at a Brazilian gas station. You know, there was some news that came out that he made it all up. I mean, I didn't follow the case after, but we, that's not here or there. 
but you want to talk about changing a sport and making people know what it is, like yeah, Michael Phelps. Yeah, nobody's taking anything away from Messi, Jay. We just saying that I think Phelps is a little bit above Messi. Not even a little bit. I would have Messi in my top ten though, but Michael Phelps was in my top three as I was putting my list together. Competition, man. That's, that should be another criteria for everybody. But nah, I, I get it. I, I can see why. He, but he's going against the best in the world. When you talk about the Olympics, you know they train four years and they canvass the world to get the best competitors. And I mean, as you can see, he uh, dominated all competitors. You can go the same with Hussein Bolt. I mean, he's another one in there. We got to talk about it. You know, there's a lot of goats. You know, that come out. They don't play in our face every day, but. They do their thing on a national stage when they get to the Olympics. I just like looking at Olympic athletes just through the fact that they come every four years. They do it on a stage that is unparalleled to any other stage that is in sports. And, like, they are the reason you're watching that event. Yeah, definitely. Monty J, it's on you. Go to Mines. Michael Phelps was actually running. He still is running. I don't know. You know, because I like swimming myself, so. I got a small heart for him, but Michael Phelps was in my top picks for my GOAT Mount Rushmore, but if there's one person I think that could rival him and do it based on their stats and what they bring and what they've accomplished, they're also an Olympic champion, things like that, known around the world, same amount of Grand Slams, is Serena Williams. I think she's the GOAT, and I'll tell you why. She hits every criteria. I mean, she knocks it all out the park. When we're talking what she does as far as uh, her sport, when we're talking about what she does as far as the community work and things like that, name, popularity, 23 grand slams, four gold medals. She had, I think, three doubles, one single, which is phenomenal because she did it with the partner. She did it by herself. A similar like Michael Phelps. He got it done by himself. He got it done with the team. He was just getting it done. But what stands out the most to me about Serena is this. One, she won a major title while she was pregnant. I think that's an amazing feat in itself. That don't get talked about enough. That is amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. Her professional career started in 1995 and is still going strong. She's been to the major finals 33 times, walked away with 23 of them. I mean, these are numbers that are unheard of. But what really makes it interesting is she's the highest grossing tennis player of all time, sitting at I'm going to say $93 million, but stats show a little bit more than that. Also, Roger Federer, who is referred to as the GOAT just in all of tennis, men's and women, he just looked at it, at least in this era as the GOAT, if not one of the GOATs. He's on record for saying that Serena Williams is the best tennis player, hands down. And so when you have someone of that caliber, of that magnitude, pointing across at you that's not the same sex, and even going, nah, she's different, I think that's cause for pause for a lot of reasons. I mean, listen, when I look at her record, I mean, it's just about flawless. And she has done it time and time and time and time again. She continues to still do it. And then if we're talking about her off-the-field impact, I mean, she's the first black woman to own any part of any major sporting team when she bought a piece of the uh, Miami Dolphins. Let me 
talk about charity work and things like that. We talk about the ability to sell products. I can't think of the young tennis star now that's actually uh, dating some young rapper. I can't think of her name. But she's like the up-and-coming, brightest young tennis star, the uh, black and Asian girl. But she's quoted for saying that Serena is her direct influence to even pick up a tennis racket. I think there's a lot of girls out there who picked up a tennis racket because they seen Serena Williams. They're rather we know who they are because they make it to levels of fame. That's yeah. one thing. But You're talking about uh, Naomi Ahsoka. Definitely there. Also, just being from L.A., I see the impact she's had on the local community, just as far as young black girls believing that there's an alternative to sports, there's an alternative way out, and things like that. And just when I look at Michael Phelps and Serena Williams, I don't know the facts and the stats on it, but if I had to take an educated, unbiased guess, I would say that Serena Williams has probably more influence than Michael Phelps. I have yet to hear anybody say that they got in the swimming pool because of Michael Phelps. Not to say that they're not out there, because I'm sure over time, I'm sure you'll hear that that come up. It's just, we haven't seen it yet. We've already seen Jordan's influence. We've seen Muhammad Ali's influence. Like, we see it trickle down into top-tier athletes that come a generation or two after they have finished playing. You're already starting to see that with Serena Williams, with there being young female athletes within the world of tennis that gravitate to her. I just haven't heard it yet for swimming. And like swimming, tennis travels all over the world and compete. And like swimming, it's not in our face every day. It's not on TV every day. I'm sure they get more TV time than swimming matches. Absolutely. But the level of difficulty, I would have to go slightly towards tennis. Now, that may be biased only because I grew up with swim teams and things like that. So I understand the level of difficulty that goes into preparing for a swim match. It's not as difficult as what people would think. Tennis, I mean, that is a completely different beast. Like, there are athletes who I'm sure if they actually learn the mechanisms of swimming, I think LeBron James could be a phenomenal swimmer after he learns the technique. And I think he'll pick it up rather quickly, too. I think being athletic, learning the techniques of swimming, you'll pick it up rather quickly. I don't see that same transition going from football to tennis or basketball to tennis. I don't see it. I think swimming is a lot easier sport to grasp. I think it's a lot easier to do it. This is coming from experience. Have done freestyle, backstroke, breaststroke. I mean, no one knows. I mean, he's seen in the gym swimming laps and things like this. I mean, you see a big black guy swimming like me, you probably think it's a whale. No, it's me. But you don't forget it. Let me tell you. <laughs> You see, this is part of my workout because I'm accustomed to swimming, grew up on a swim team and things like that. Tennis, that's a completely different beast. And just the fact that their stats are eerily similar in their respective professions, I'm going to have to give the slight edge to Serena. But it's only a slight edge. But it's enough for me to name her the Goat of Goats. I can't even argue with that. I definitely agree, Serena. I mean, that's a conversation a lot of males ain't ready for, right? Putting a female at the top of the GOAT list, right? Because I think Serena, her attributes... 
email at that. At that, yeah. They don't want to talk about that. And that's a conversation that we need to have. And they need to have that one on first take. Let me have it with Stephen A. on first take myself. Because I think Serena's a phenomenal ad- athlete. We talk about longevity. She's been around since I was a kid. I'm talking about I was like eight, nine years old watching it at my grandma. And we only watched tennis because of Serena and Venus, right? And then she's still around today. I think she just had a match yesterday. She's a phenomenal athlete. I definitely like Serena up there. So let's move on. I'm not. I'm not giving my goat today, man. I'm here to you know to pick your ideas. Oh, that's cop out. No, it's not. No, it's not. I'm, I'm here hosting the show, having a good time, man. Hearing about all these phenomenal athletes. I mean, there's, there's a lot more athletes we could talk about, right? You have Muhammad Ali, you have Wayne Gretzky, Roger Federer, Usain Bolt, Carl Lewis, Joe Montana, Michael Jordan, Mike Tyson. I mean, there's so much, much more we could go. But I'd like to everybody that you guys name. If I did have to give my goat, since you guys are, you know, nitpicking me right now, I probably would have to go Usain Bolt. Because Usain Bolt was one of the greatest athletes of all time. He did it in the Olympics. He had eight gold medals, 11 world championships. He broke all type of records. He came back every year breaking his own record. He's up there with Michael Phelps. And I think track doesn't get a lot of, you know, recognition that it should. I think track stars are some of the, you know, best athletes we have out there. So if I did have to give my goat, that would probably would be my goat. Why though, Sue? I'm really happy that you brought that up. Not to take anything away from track and field, I think they do is phenomenal. Some of them, but some of them, I just don't think the level of difficulty is there. I mean, running, babies learn to run shortly after they learn to walk, right? Now, running with technique and knowing how to run, patterns, things like that, well, that just, that's training. That's repetition. That's muscle memory. That's how often are you able to practice your craft. But the difficulty of running, just because you know how to run, don't mean you know how to dribble. Just because you know how to run, don't mean you know how to move lateral. Like, you need to move on a tennis court. It's because you have the ability to accelerate moving forward at literally unseen speed. Doesn't mean that that, that type of speed translates to be able to keep up with a ball and you have to hit the small ball with a small racket back and forth. I mean, it's just the level of difficulty in running. At least for me, not trying to take away from nothing. I think the work that they do is good. I think if, if any of us sat there and trained 10, 15 plus years to get our techniques down and running, I think it's something that every human can do. Yeah. If you want to talk about just straight level of difficulty, you ought to talk about things like golf, which is level of difficulty a million, or things like baseball. I'm surprised nobody mentioned Tiger Woods. Ah, uh, but Jack Nicholson, man. I yeah. But like, <laughs> and after I seen that documentary, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm oh, just kidding. Uh, no, we're not. We're not. That's a conversation. No, that's a, we're not getting into that one. We're not getting into that one. I'm about to blast HBO right now. If you get into that. What about, what about baseball? <laughs> where you're considered successful for doing something 30% of the time, like hitting a baseball. If you want to talk about just straight skill and difficulty, you know, baseball has to be considered. No one even saw set a baseball player. Yeah, nobody said, you know, Babe Ruth, Barry Bonds, I no, mean, okay. Aaron, well, Aaron, Hank Aaron. Billy Mays or Barry Bonds. Only two yeah. That transition is too. They're both Giants, by the way. I just have to throw that out there one time. <laughs> <laughs> just, just one time. Yeah. The best ever. Yeah. And the most Hall of Famers that are yeah. both all Giants, too. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, speaking of Barry Bonds, that brings us to our next conversation because Barry Bonds is probably the greatest baseball player I've seen with my two eyes, but he can't be considered a GOAT, can he? Lamont said earlier that you need at least a championship. What does championship, does, you need a championship to be considered? Greatest of all time, 
Do you need a championship to be considered a legend? I see what he's saying about that for sure. But I think baseball is something that's a little different. Like, there's too many aspects to it. You talk about pitching, talk about relief pitching. There's too many players. You're counting on literally 40 players, 50 players at the end of the year that you're counting on to do their job. Barry Bonds was a one-man wonder. He's the greatest baseball player of all time. If you want to talk about just go talk, straight numbers, anything like that, he's the greatest baseball player of all time. Well, it's a without Royce last play. <laughs> hey, straight up, still never been proven. So still have mass too. That's a very you want. Also, I, I, I'm going to say this because we brought it up. I don't care how big you are. There's no indication of your hand-eye coordination. That ball is still this big, no matter how big your head is. I really don't like when people try to, you know, disprove that baseball players are not good athletes or they're not very skilled. I mean, the plays that they be making out there in the field and on the mound or in the infield, you got to have some type of, you know, athletic ability. Yeah, well, I think it's a, like Lamont said, it's a different type of skill. Like, you know, people like kind of clown, like I like baseball, but like people clown like, oh, you could be, you know, overweight and be a baseball player. I'm like, yes, but no, because it's a different type of skill. Like you said, hand-eye coordination. You still got to be able to hit the ball. You can't just walk into a batting cage and just start swinging and hitting every ball. Like it takes time. It takes practice. Yeah. Okay, so before I let, before we go into the championship conversation, so what sport you think produces the best athletes? Let's talk about that. I don't think we can do that. And the reason why is because every sport takes a different skill, right? Like, let's just talk about it from how, like, I see it, right? You got, I'm just on some popular names because I'm a writer. So, let's say George Longwell, Alex Hemingway, Charles Dickens, Stephen King, and these type of people, right? You have writers who could be compared in the same thing, but they just have different styles, like it's different skills. Like you compare fiction to nonfiction. I mean, there's too many different skills. When you compare a reporter to a technical writer, there's too many different, it all falls under the same umbrella as writing, but it all takes a different type of brain. It takes a different type of ability to write to produce these different things. And so it's, I look at sports the same way. Which sport produces the best athletes? I don't think that's fair, and I think that does all the sports a disservice only because they each take a certain level of difficulty. I mean, hey, listen, I don't know if any of us four could sit there and drive a car moving at 200-plus miles per hour going in a circle 200 times. That level of difficulty. Now, when you say it and when you see it, it seems easy. Well, you gotta factor in pit stops. You gotta factor in the sweat, the helmet, driving without the drive. Me, even NASCAR it could be something that you're like, yo, that shit is highly difficult. But from an outside perspective, it's like, oh, where all you're doing is just sitting in the car and driving. It's not that easy. Golf could be seen as something that's easy until you get out there and you just go to the driving range for an for an hour. You're going to walk away sore, back going to be tight, legs going to be tight and sore. It just takes a different muscle. It takes a different skill set. So I don't even think that's a fair question to even say which sport produces. Yeah, music. every athlete would argue that their sport is, you know, as skilled as the next, right? So that is a good point. And um, Tiger Woods right. should be considered in the GOAT conversation. He was in my top five. Actually, I had him at number four because golf is, golf is pretty but difficult. He's not the, he, Jack Nichols, like, he's not even considered the best – of all time in his sport, too, though. I would consider Tiger Woods the best in. Yeah, but, like, why, though? Well, Jack Nielsen, 
hasn't beaten everything in every category. Yeah, but I think the level of competition that he faced was much tougher than Jack Nicholson. Any um, and the huh? I didn't hear that. Lefty Bill, Jack Nicholson, DJ Sin. Come on, baby. <laughs> and I just think he raised the fame of golf to another level, you know. He made a video game that is still hella fun. I'm just throwing it out there. That game is fun as hell. By the way, this isn't a plug. I haven't got paid for it. I should get paid for it. But if you haven't had a chance, go ahead and pick up that Tiger Woods Golf 2021. But that 2021, 2K21 Golf or whatever it's called, beautiful game. I'm yeah. Game. Let's get back to that championship conversation. How you think athletes should be viewed? Because there's a lot of great athletes who consider the best at their position in their sport for a long time, but they never actually got that championship. You have Barry Bonds, you have Dan Marino, you have Charles Barkley, you have Karl Malone. There's a lot of people that you could keep naming, and this goes on and on. How should those players be viewed? Could they be considered the GOAT? Let me say this, and then I'm going to just let y'all have it. Picture this. We're out of the Champions Center, right? whether it's NBA, NFL, whatever. We're at a dinner with all the greats, right? We're at a dinner with all the NFL greats, all the MLB greats, all the basketball greats. You know, it's just a dinner for different sports, right? And within this dinner, they go, hey, there's a special something over here for the members of this room that have won a championship. A lot of them people's going to get up and go over to the championship room. You have a lot of people stuck behind that non-championship. That right there is the great divide that, you know, at least to me, from my perspective, unless you really did it at a super, 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 super high level and still fell short because of various factors that are out of your control, I just don't, me personally, I don't see how you can even be considered a, a, a GOAT. Maybe Barry Bonds might be the only one that I can consider a GOAT in his sports and not win a championship, but he dominated so much did it in such a fashion that we hadn't seen that it's almost blasphemous to say that he's not, you know. But it's just like Newton said, there's too many other factors that go into it. All I'm saying is like a picture uh, NBA Hall of Fame dinner or NFL Hall of Fame dinner or whatever. When they have that conversation of, okay, all of the players who have at least one championship title move to the left. Those who don't move to the right. Conversation changes. But let's take a player like Barry Sanders. People have Barry Sanders as the best running back ever, but he barely got to the playoffs. He didn't get to – if he barely got to the playoffs, obviously he didn't get to the Super Bowl. He doesn't have a championship, but people would consider him the best running back of all time. No. I would. Whoever does consider him that, they let me tell you, if they work at ESPN, they need to be fired by Mickey Mouse himself tomorrow. <laughs> Whoa, okay, but – that's different though. We're not debating who's the best player of their position. We're debating who's the best player of the sport. Some people might say Barry Sanders is the best running back in NFL history, but they don't say he's the best player in NFL history. So that's the difference. You could make an argument, like too, when I was talking about like at the highest level, Barry Sanders was scary back in the day, bro. He was like a cat. I mean, and he had a major him. influence. Like a lot of kids wanted to be Barry Sanders. Yeah, I know. He was, even my dad says all the time, that's the best running back he's ever seen, like, live and, and like in his era. But he's never considered, when you talk about the best football player or even best athlete of all time, he's never up there. That's so, I mean, that's um, that's maybe because of the non-championship or maybe because he never carried the line into a championship. But, um, I mean, winning does take, 
I mean, that's a big part of it, like Lamont said. I mean, you could be considered a great player and not have a ring, but if you want to be considered, like, the top dude at your sport, you got to have at least one or two championships kind of to uh, what I'm looking for to prove it, you know? And um, and then kind of going back, I'm sorry, I'm kind of, like, changing up the topic again. But when we talked about, like, level of skill, and, like, I know Lamont and Ryan were going kind of back and forth about it. When we talk about level of skill and all, how hard, know the craft it is like i know the models going back to like oh well running might not be the hardest thing to do as long as you work on it but i just want to give a quick shout out because i know i mentioned it a little bit but none of us really talked about this sport in general when it when in my opinion if you want to talk about just like the level of difficulty of a sport like i don't even know how boxing is not even mentioned as the toughest sport to pick up like you guys made a joke about Nate Robinson earlier, how you know he tried to be in a, you know uh, exhibition boxing match and look how he ended up. Like in my opinion, that's not even really a game. There's a saying in boxing: being a boxer is like a cop. One shot could end it all. So I mean, people don't really take that into consideration. Just the level of difficulty of what it takes, how much in shape you have to be to be a professional boxer, and how many years of practice and you know how many the consistency that you got to put in to be a high level uh professional too not even to be the goal just to be a high level at whatever you know weight division you got to be in i mean because we always see like um athletes like who failed in football or basketball and they try to pick up boxing and it never works out for them i mean deontay wilder you know he got to a certain type you know he picked up boxing when he was like 16 17 18 years old I know he was a high school, like a top high school level athlete in Alabama, and that didn't work out. And he picked up boxing. And yeah, he had a certain level of success, but look at what happened to him last year. He got knocked the hell out. So I think when it comes to, like, when we talk about the hardest skill to kind of pick up or to master, I think boxing is up there, not just because of what you have to become a boxer, but the punishment it takes. I mean, just the preparation to make weight, and the other stuff and then at the end of the day you know you're getting beat up too i mean how many do i never seen a basketball player you know with a broken face at the end of a game or hey russell know, westbrook facts. <laughs> facts. facts that's a fact that's a fact <laughs> hey i right, was hey, hey, hey muhammad ali was number five on my list i have it right here i didn't mention muhammad ali but he is on my list I need a quick comment. I need to throw a quick comment out here. We're just blowing past Barry Sanders and like this non-championship talk. It's unfair to people who play a sport like football or baseball because in football, the only goats we talk about are quarterbacks because they influence winning the most. That doesn't take away from what Barry Sanders did. He just doesn't have the ball literally every single play. Literally every single play, Tom Brady is touching the ball on offensive side. You're not going to name a, a safety. You're not going to name anyone on the defense the best player of all time in football. You're not going to name anyone but a quarterback. That seems a little biased. Same with baseball. You literally cannot pick a best player of all time because they only play half the sport. Like pitchers, they're half the defense, but hitters only bat every three innings if they're lucky. Like, yeah, if I had to name one player outside of a quarterback that could be considered the GOAT, I really don't like him. But Jerry Rice, I mean, he broke all type of records. I mean, I'm just going to throw it out there. I really got Randy Moss as the best receiver I've ever seen in my life. But another player like that, Randy Moss, doesn't have a championship. But 
a huge influence. No, no, he lost. He lost. He lost the only championship that he made it to, but he had a huge influence. He's the only person I know with an adjective to describe a catch. You know, <laughs> but you got most. It's unfair. It's unfair to these sports if you. There's only one position that can be the GOAT. Yeah, I would consider Randy Moss, you know, a GOAT in my eyes because Randy Moss was But he's not the GOAT of football. Yeah, he's not the GOAT because he doesn't have any championships, though, right? Is it because he doesn't have any championships? Because he can't influence winning like one position can. But I'm saying you give... To win a championship, you have to have a top 10 quarterback, not Kirk Cousins. Say that Randy Moss wins that championship with the New England Patriots. Could he consider in a GOAT conversation? No, not at all. Okay. That's true. That's true. But you got to take things into context, too, because football is the ultimate yeah. team sport. So, like, when it comes to coaching and even, like, so many other things, you know, play a huge factor into it. Tom Brady wasn't out there sacking Patrick Mahomes, every other player, putting pressure on him either, you know. He, he wasn't getting interceptions, you know. He wasn't pass blocking for himself. He wasn't catching the ball. So, I mean, I get when people say, you know, quarterbacks or whatever, they're the goats of their sport. But it's – this is why this conversation is such a – it's all about point of view because, I mean, people are going to say that Tom Brady is the greatest of all time in any sport. But when I look at it, there's so many other factors that play into it. Yeah, he had seven rings, but people tend to forget, too. His first three in New England, he was kind of like that game manager where when you thought of those Patriots teams, the first thing you thought of was their, the world was Bill Belichick's defense. And during that time, you know, Tom Brady would just do what he had to do. And yeah, he would come in clutch at the end. He will give you that game when he drive when he had to. But during that time, you know, he would throw like, what, like 200 yards passing, maybe a touchdown or two, and then they had a great run game too. So that's when, you know, when you look at those type of things, you got to take everything into context. You know, I mean, that's why a football player can't be the GOAT. See, that's the, oh, that's, that's why a football player can't be the GOAT. Oh, that's interesting. I'm going to say this. With uh, Barry Sanders, he, he isn't even the best running back. I mean, we, we could go Emmitt Smith. Oh. Emmitt Smith is not the best, but I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, and I can say Emmitt Smith is not the best. <laughs> but go ahead. But listen, he got, what, three championships? He, yeah, but he was running behind a great offensive line. Yards. I mean, he's only, what, 3,000 yards off? When you look at Adrian Peterson, I personally think Adrian Peterson is the best running back I've ever seen. Yep. Literally. He doesn't have a championship, right? When we talk about Ladanian Tomlinson, and we talk about Frank Gore, who was still active. I mean, I think those names I just mentioned, I mean, I think they all have the case to be better than Barry Sanders. Yeah, so you're saying championships matter. Well, to a degree, yes, because at the end of the day, to never be in a championship position, I find that hard to believe that over a lengthy career, you've never been in a championship position. I mean, we're not talking about, you know, five-year career, six-year career. The only reason why Barry Sanders would get a pass is because historically the Detroit Lions have always been ass. Let's call it like we see. And they forced him to retire. So <laughs> they forced him to retire the same way they forced Calvin Johnson to retire, the same way the quarterback they just traded one out of time. Matthew Stafford. Stafford. Just historically they haven't been a good franchise. I mean, maybe they had some good seasons, but overall, in totality, they just really haven't been good. But I do think that a football player can be the goat of goats. Like, I definitely think that a football player can be the goat of goats. Who is it? I don't know. Obviously, you lean towards Tom Brady, just like his new says, because he's the quarterback. But it's just like Javier says. It's, I mean, those first two or three championships, how big of a factor was he? 
then when I look at the role of a quarterback, I want a quarterback to be a game manager. That is a skill within itself. It's a talent within itself. That the ability to manage a game, manage it well enough to where you're able to come out victorious at the end. That is something that should be accounted for as well. But at the end of the day, with the inclusion of Barry Bonds, and I'm only going to exclude him because baseball does have certain elements to it that doesn't always tie in. It's like the other sports. I mean, with the exclusion of Barry Bonds, you do have to have at least, at least in my metric, you cannot be considered the GOAT without at least one. Look at how we compare Aaron Rodgers to Tom Brady. I mean, everyone I talk to thinks Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback of all time, hands down. People really believe he's coming off his third NFL MVP, things in that nature. But obviously people go, well, Brady's got six more rings now. But the fact that Aaron Rodgers has that one, the fact that he has that one, you could go, now we get into talk about how good was this year's defense versus this year's defense? How good was this O-line versus this O-line? But having that one, it solidifies you. Because once again, when they say, hey, all the Hall of Famers who won a championship move to the left, those who haven't moved to the right, he's going to be moving to the left. They never said how many you have. They said just have one. So you got to have at least one. At least I think you got to have at least one. Yeah. So we're saying that championships matter, but if you don't have a championship, nothing should be taken away from you. Because you still was no, good. You still was great. No, your uh, career shouldn't be taken away from you. Like, cause look at a player like Patrick Ewing or Allen Iverson, who had great careers, Hall of Fame careers. Allen Iverson had a transcendent career. And had he won at least one championship or two, I think the conversation around Allen Iverson would be completely different. I, I think we may be putting him in this go-talk. Just, I mean, he took a team with Aaron McKee, Eric Snow, and these other people, Matt Greiger, how do you say his name? I mean, he took these people to the finals. Yeah, you say Allen Iverson was transcendent on every level, on the court, when it came to crossover, when it came to fashion, when it came to hairstyles. Allen Iverson was very, very... The only very... person of all sports, at least from my knowledge, the only person to get his hair braided by my Duke City. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Okay, let me pose two more questions to you guys. Top four greatest athletes... Of all time, you're Mount Rushmore. Who's going to kick it off? You want me to kick it off? Your top four athletes of all time. Who's on your Mount Rushmore? Who's on my Mount Rushmore? Serena Williams. Obviously, from what we said earlier, I personally feel like she's the goat of all goats. You got Muhammad Ali. Just for what he did, level of influence, his cultural relevancy, his cultural importance, even still to this day. He's a guy that lost six fights, but glance over Floyd Mayweather. You see how Floyd hasn't been brought up this whole conversation. He went 50 and 0 right along with Rocky Marciano. We don't even mention Rocky Marciano. So Muhammad Ali. Next I'm gonna go, man, I struggle with this one. And I struggle with it because I had Tom Brady and Bill Russell. And I struggle with that only because I tried to be fair and I try to keep all right like I tried to pick one from each sport or like the best way I can. But, um, man, Tom Brady and Bill Russell, man, it's, it really got me conflicted. At the end of the day, Bill Russell is OG at what he doing. We can sit here and act like, oh, yeah, he played against the milkman. He played against these people who weren't a man. You can say all that you want. But at the end of the day, to still walk away with, what, 11 other things? That is that he had an era of complete domination. Like, he wasn't just better than them. He know he was better than them. 
wasn't just he was out there winning. He was doing it in a dominating fashion. So I struggled with that. And then I put Kobe in there, not because of the untimely death. This is why I put Kobe in there as my personal basketball person that will go on my top four around Mount, Mount Rushmore. The reason why I picked Kobe Bryant is this. Everybody wanted to be like Mike. Kobe actually went out and did it. That speaks for itself. I think when you look at athletic ability, Kobe Bryant wasn't as athletically gifted as LeBron James and Michael Jordan. You know LeBron James is a freak within himself, something that we've never seen up until his arrival. Jordan had the ability to soar through the air like a fucking eagle. Kobe lacked both. And it was through just putting in work, grinding at what he was doing, chasing an idea of being like Mike, you know, and obviously easy argument to say, well, how can he be the goal if he was chasing another goal? Like I say, man, I think what a lot of people don't account for is Kobe. His first three years in the NBA, he didn't play. When you think about the Lakers, especially at that time, they don't even believe in playing rookies unless you're just that dominant and that good. Kobe sat his first couple years. So when we look at the points and go, oh, well, this person had more points and this person had Kobe sat down. And we're right talking about a kid. You know, he really didn't even play. So that had to affect his overall career averages because those two or three seasons where he was barely even playing, if playing at all, they factor that into your percentages and your averages. We have to take that into consideration. Jordan was also a much more pro-ready player, having come out of college, playing for a Hall of Fame coach, having won a national championship right in a college. And so it seems like he was the most pro-ready. With LeBron, we've just never seen nobody of that physical stature play the game of basketball and I think just through his physical ability he was able to dominate the game just through his yeah. physical ability when we're talking just pure skill what you actually had to work for things like that for Kobe to be considered one of the basketball goats and not have the same natural athletic ability as Michael Jordan or LeBron James to me hands down you gotta go to the guy that you know he has to go to Kobe because he didn't have what LeBron and Jordan had, and he's still being mentioned in that conversation. Exactly. And so that's my four or five, depending on how you want to say Very long-winded, but you gave us your four. <laughs> Muhammad Ali, Serena Williams, and I got Bill Russell and Tom Brady as a 4A, 4B type situation. Jay? Yeah, so... I'm going to agree with Lamar when it comes to Serena Williams. Like you guys said, I just never seen, I don't even know if you can even call me a casual tennis fan, but when I don't watch tennis really, but when she's, you know, in the tournament, I'm at least going to spend, you know, 10, 15 minutes watching or I'll watch the whole match just because of her. And then I even forgot about the whole point that she won the tournament while she was pregnant. But um, that speaks for itself. And then also I'm going to go with Jordan. Just because, like, what Lamont also said, too, was everyone wanted to be like Mike. Not only was he, like, the most dominant, you know, basketball player of his era. You talk about the championships, going six for six in the finals and all that. But um, just how good he was on the court and the impact he made off the court. You know, there might not be a Kobe Bryant if there's no Michael Jordan. Kobe even said it himself. He kind of set the precedent for him when he was growing up. So just the impact that Jordan made in general all over the world. Like people out here, you know, still out here fighting for Jordans, you know, waiting in line for three hours just to get a, just to cop a pair. So, you know, that speaks for itself. And then my last two, I am going to go with, 
I was going to say Tom Brady, but the whole fact that, you know, I really do feel nothing against him, but I really do feel like, you know, football is the ultimate team sport. And I'm not trying to take away anything from him just because he does have his same seven rings. And the fact that he's still playing at a high level at the age of 43, it's just mind blowing to me. But for me, he just missed the list. So my final two is Muhammad Ali, just like I said with Jordan, the impact that he made outside of the ring doing the stuff that he did back in the day and just how good he was at 24 years old, winning his first heavyweight championship. And just how, you know, I've never seen a, a fighter with the, at that size, with that scale and that athletic my whole life. So, I mean, that pretty much speaks for itself. And then my last one, I'm going to have to go with my own goal. Like I said earlier, uh, Messi. Just because, oh, and by the way, like Nunes' boy, Messi also has an Olympic gold medal. I forgot to mention that. Just because his resume is so big. I mean, there's so many titles that he's won and all that that I just forgot to pass by. So, yeah, so Messi, you know, he's 100%, just like Michael Phelps, one for one in the Olympic gold medals. I mean, in the Olympic Games. But, um, and just, my man, his 17-year career still going. Kind of like the Kobe thing too, having you know 732 goals and his first two years at Barcelona, he was pretty much a part-time player. So we're not taking that into consideration as well, because if it wasn't for that, he would easily have more goals. That's my four: Messi, Serena, Jordan, and Ali. Noons, wrap it up for us. Hey man, one gold medal is cute, but um, I gotta start with my own of Michael Phelps, of course. I like Serena. I mean, she does it better than anyone we've ever seen. I go LeBron personally just because I've got to experience it. I'm biased, bro. I'm, I'm just going to just tell you ahead of, ahead of time. I'm biased. I got to see it personally. I love basketball, so I have to throw a basketball player in there. And what he's doing is just unbelievable on the court, off the court. And he continues to amaze. He's not done yet. Then my final one. I want to go with it's tough that's tough Barry Bonds man because championships ain't everything sometimes joy means a lot and he he just the best statistically to ever do it just period I gotta throw a baseball player in there right so I'm gonna do something new right now I'm gonna give you guys a lightning round you can only answer fact or not facts okay fact or not fact I gotta do this for the GOAT conversation I'm gonna go through (laughs) Every sport, not every sport. I'm going to go through some sports and just answer fact or not fact. So, Michael Jordan is the go to basketball. Not fact. Not fact. Fact. Tom Brady is the go to football. Fact. Facts. Tiger Woods is the go to golf. Not fact. I don't. See, I can't answer that because I don't watch golf like that. Like, I can't compare the. I was a fact. I'll go facts. Diana Taurasi is the GOAT of the WNBA, women's facts. basketball. Not facts. Facts. Wayne Gretzky is the GOAT of hockey. Fact. Facts. No, my has no, <laughs> has no answer. And Muhammad Ali is the GOAT of boxing. Facts. Facts. Let me get this off, and let me get it off in a respectful way. You know, I always got to call for <laughs> Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Here's why he can never be the GOAT. At the beginning of all this, we talked about off-field, off-court influence, right? With Michael Jeffrey Jordan, you know, I mean, he's on record for saying um, 
that Clyde Drexler is better than him. It's just Clyde Drexler doesn't know how to play the game. And the game that he's referring to is in basketball. So I think that's one strike against Mike. Two, when uh, we talk about his um, influence off the court, you don't see it. So many people are quick to point to his shoes, but his shoes have become something of hype culture now. So where those who don't even engage in the sport of basketball want a pair of the shoes because they think he'll get them some type of social currency, some type of social leverage. And just never really having a backbone, not really standing on anything, not really pushing the culture of humanity forward. We can sit here and go that that shouldn't be considered, but for a lot of the people that we mentioned, they had a uh, relevancy about them outside of their sport. And for Michael Jordan to basically, I feel, tuck his tail in situations where he could have slapped his hand on the table, he just tucked his tail. I think throughout history, for not have taken strong stances for or against certain things, I do think that does have to be knocked to his goat status. Sorry, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. First of all, let me just point out that I don't care what Michael Jordan said, in no way, no how is Clyde Drexler better than him in any way in basketball. Even I didn't say he was. I'm just telling you. I'm just saying. But even if he said it, I, there's nothing that I've seen in the past that has shown me that he's even close to him. And then also, I get the whole, like, he never took a stand on everything. I don't know if you can hold that against him too much. But, like, the whole hype culture you mentioned, like, I think that even, that builds an argument for him because people that don't even watch basketball or are just casual fans, they know who Jordan is. Like, that's the type of little impact, even with him not making a stand on anything. And I get the whole, like, I know what you're referring to, like the whole Republicans buy shoes too and all that, the infamous quote he made. But I don't know. That's, that's hard. Um, I can't. I don't know. That's tough no, 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 no. This is where his shoes get a knock for me. We all know that within a business environment, scarcity creates value. And your shoes are only valued at high value because of the scarcity that you produce them. And for you to not understand that there are kids out here that look just like you that are killing each other over these shoes, and for you to want to keep your price point a certain way, now we could sit here and go, oh, well, that's not a Jordan thing, that's Nike fault. Well, then that gets back into my larger question as always, ownership. You should have owned what you did. You know, I don't want to get too, too crazy into it, but you should have owned what you did. So that way you could have controlled the price point. You see, maybe he was a little bit ahead of the ownership curve. You know, that type of talk wasn't seen in his era of playing. So I get that. But for you to not do anything, yes, Republicans do buy shoes and it's not a political thing, but it's more of a social thing across all political parties and spectrums. For you to understand the impact that your shoes are having in a violent capacity for you to still not figure out a medium. You can say what you want, but Shaq did it. Okay? Stephon Marbury did it. We can sit here and laugh at Shaq going, hey, well, his shoes were in Walmart. But the fact is, I remember being a kid and Shaq was so big at the time that my little sister wanted a pair of Shaqs. And literally, she wanted these Shaqs so bad. It was crazy. And literally... We were a Nike Jordan family. We didn't know where to go get no shacks at. My sister wanted these shoes so bad that we eventually found out they're being sold at lower places of commerce. But at the end of the day, he was able to get those shoes in the hands of everybody who adored him, who looked up to him, 
they weren't uh, 40 plus years old happy over the fact that they got their first pair of Jordan sneakers. For that, for him not taking a strong cultural stance or social stance, Jordan always has to take that hit. And then I'm just curious as to want to know, even though I already know, but what game is he referring to when he says he's just better at the game than everybody else in the game he's talking about has nothing to do with basketball? I digress. By the way, that quote comes from his former championship teammate. Just go in there and talk Jesus, to him. Jesus, I just fucking... The, the, go in there and talk to him. No, I cannot wait. think of his name. Wait. Right Why the heat it up? Try to wait. Ron Harper. Wait. Not Ron Harper. Armstrong Kerr. He was featured on a DJ Vlad interview, which is where I got wind of it, and then I just did my own homework uh, to it. I don't know, man. Like, I would uh, have to go back and uh, find it, but... It's been a great conversation, man. It's been a good conversation, great GOAT conversation. We can always continue this, do a part two. Wait, hold on. Who's your top four, man? So you got to spit it out quickly, man. Don't cop out now, bro. I did my list. It was Serena Williams. It was Michael Phelps. It was uh, Muhammad Ali. And it was uh, Michael Jordan. Yeah. It was actually Craig Hodges. That was the name that I was trying to say that made that quote. It was Craig Hodges. But... Just a couple things to, you know, look at. Thank I think you. in the next hundred years, Jordan is going to move down that slot for not having a strong stance on social issues. Mark my word, but watch how the world turns. It all comes full circle. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Great episode on the GOAT. Great stats, great accolades. A lot of great players mentioned. There is no right or wrong opinion. Thank you guys for joining me. Couch Talk. <laughs>